0: Okay, welcome everyone. Shama We're uh, continuing our shiurim on Sefer Bamidbar. Other there uh, sheets for everyone? The shiurim on Sefer Bamidbar are once again generously sponsored by Dr. Zakheim. Umashpachta, li'ilay nishmas, revshome al ben Rav Yaakov Zakheim. And li'ilay nishmas, revko bas-tubya Halevi. their nasham v'sham and aliyah b'yam for their whole family. For simchas ha Adbias ad-bias also, the Shul on sponsored by our dear friend Isaac Yoselovsky LeNishma, Isaac's father Shabsi Ben Yitzchak Isaac. Neshamah Shaman and Aliya BiYomel Seiros for his whole family. Adbias BiAsgal Tzedek. Tonight's Shir is sponsored by Yedidi Reb Shui Greenspan LeIloy Nishma grandfather. Tonight is his yard site. Falik Ben Herzka Neshamah Shaman and Aliya BiYomel for his whole family. Adbias BiAsgal Tzedek. Tonight's shir is also sponsored by my good friend, Reb Kenny as a personal Hakar Satoiv to the Rivan Friends, if you came just to this year, it was worthwhile to come down to this world just to hear today's shir. Today we're going to speak about one of the most colorful personalities of all time, among the, certainly one of the most colorful of all the Rishonim, according to some, the greatest of all the Rishonim. Rabinu Yaakov ben Ravmeir. We are talking about none other than Rabbeinu Tam. Rabinu Tam, who was born in the year 1100. He was born in the city of Ramarapt, or as Toysos calls it, Ramru. And his father was a Rosh Hashiva there, it's on the Sens River. And if you want to visit uh, Rabbeinu Tam's grave, you could come with us in the summer to a very special Nesia to France. We're going to visit the kever of Rashi on his yard site for the very first time. We're going to go to the kever of Rabbi Tam, the Rashbam, the Rehazokain, the Shaggis Aryeh, the Shvet Yaakov, the Diyayna, and the Raivid. Anyway, Rabbi Tam was born in the year 1100. He was Nifter on Dalit Tamil. His yard site, I believe, was Sunday. And like usual, I was working on Rabbi Tam the whole day Sunday. I didn't know it was his yard site. And I was not surprised to find out that on the day I was uh, engrossed in learning about Rabbeinu Tam. In fact, it was Rabbeinu Tam's yard site. Rabbeinu Tam was the son of Rabbeinu Meir. Rabbeinu Meir was the son-in-law of Rashi. Rashi had two, uh, three daughters. One daughter was Yoichaved. Yoichaved was married to Meir, and they had quite a family. Child number one, Rabbeinu Shmuel, the Rashbam. Child number two, the revam Rabbeinu Yitzchak ben Meir. Child number three, Rabbeinu Yaakov ben Meir. According to many, Rabbeinu Tam was the youngest of all of the children. Now as the youngest, the youngest is always special, as Rabbeinu Tam in fact was. Legend has it. Now a lot of these stories about Rabbeinu Tam are what we call legends. Exactly what the source is, we don't know. Did it happen? Did it not happen? It's not important. It's not important whether it happened or not. But a story like this, stories give you a certain flavor and picture for what the person was. This is what they said about him. Certain stories are said about Ruvain, they're not said about Shimon. Certain stories are said about Shimon, they're not said about Levi. Because you could say such a story about Ruvain. You would never say it about Shimon. You could say something about Shimon, you wouldn't say it about the other person. So legend has it that when Rashi passed away on Chavtas Tamaz, that's the day we're going to be at Rashi's Kavar, Rashi's daughter was mourning and crying, and, oh, she cried, the light of Israel has extinguished. So her little son, Yaqub said, Mama, Mama, why are you crying? She said, the light of Klai's has been extinguished. She said, I will light it again. Now it takes confidence and ambition when Rashi passes away to say, no problem, I'll light it, I'll light it again. But that's Rabbeinotam. Ad Kidei kach, they say a story. I don't know why this story is not Apikarsus, honestly. I'm not sure why it's not. The only thing is, it's brought in the Sefer Seder Hadoros. Sefer Hadoros is written by Rabbi Halprin. And there are Hagos on the, Sefer Hadoros by the Chida. So it's considered a very authoritative Sefer. But, BMS, I don't know how you could say over this story, let alone write it. I'll tell it to you because we're friends. And it's not like it's going to get out there or anything. But I'm, I'm not saying it as, I, you know, I'm saying I don't understand how such a story could be said. So, but why am I, I'm not saying it. I'm just saying what they said. just you should get a flavor for what they consider Rabin Tan's personality to be like. All the details are unclear. Basically, they summon different angels down from heaven. Uh, the players in the story are the Navi, which is a reference to the father of Yehuda HaChassid, Rabbi Shmuel HaChassid. And they summoned Rabin Tam and Rabino Eliyahu Arishine. And they had a machloikas in Toisus and Menachas regarding... You know, we, we come to Shul in the morning and conveniently... Our tefillin shell roish is already tied. Imagine if you had come the shul in the morning. Al tefillin, and we started, you know, having to make a whole kashira. You know, some people know how to do it. They take their Parker pen. Usually, I see it, it's with the Parker pen. They put it in, and then they. I could sit there for ten years. I, I you know, I can't do it. Do you do you have to make a knot every morning on the tefillin shell roish? Tefillin Shalyad, Yad, we sort of do make some kind of Hiduk, Tefillin Shal Roish, we don't really, we just put it on. Do you need to make a knot every day? So, basically it became a Machleikas, Rabbinu Eliyahu and Rabino Tam. And they decided they're going to summon Moshe Rabbeinu. They said, Moshe Rabbeinu, what do you say about Tefillin? How should you tie Tefillin? Moshe Rabbeinu said, you're not doing right! You make a k'sira on the tu and Yad. No, you need to make a kshira on the tu and Roish every day. And Rabbeinu Eliyo said, That's right, I'm asking. Moshe, go, Moshe. <laughs> and Rabbeinu Tom said, No, sorry, Rabbe, uh, sorry, Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu Toisa. Loikach Roisa Besinai. You made a mistake, Moshe. I thought, according to our religion, we say that's apikarsus, you know. An imamin ben muna shaleima, she Moshe Rabbeinu was the adoin hanavim, right? No. Moshe <speaking in Hebrew> Rabbeinu, he made a mistake. Because the kesher, you don't have to make every day on the ton sharoish, only a hiduk. And it says, ukshartem la ois al yodecha. Vahayulataitafois beni necha. So Moshe so, said, no, ukshartem la the ois, what's the ois? The shal That has to be ukshartem laoys, and by the way, there needs to be tefillah and al yadecha. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu said. And then Moshe Rabbeinu said, "By the way, you know it's it's a mitzvah. It's not ma'akev." So Rabbeinu Tam said, "What do you mean? How could it be a mitzvah not ma'akev?" Rabbeinu Tam said, "You're right. It is ma." Mosh said, "You're right. It is ma'akev." Uh, so Rabbi Tam says, what do you mean? But it says, <laughs> that means the beginning of the passage. not talking about the Tzol and Shal-Reish. And Rabbeinu Tam says, Rabbeinu, why would you say you have to tie the tfilin and and not the tfilin Shalyad? Shel Yad? So said, very simple. Does it say anywhere there needs to be a yud? We make a yud on the Tzol Shalyad. It says that somewhere? It's not, that it should be, that you have to make the yud. The yud is not that critical. The ikr is the Dalet and the Shin. So Rabbi Nuttam said, why is it because the shin? Because when I, went to, when I saw Kodesh Baruch wearing tefillin, I saw the Shal Roish. And it had a shin and a doll, but I didn't, I didn't see the Shal Yad. Basically, the story goes, Rabbi Nuttam got so upset, he stood up and he called out, but called get down here, Moshe! He said, Moshe, you know I'm right! And Moshe said, yeah, I'm right. You're right. You didn't even write this in the Torah. You didn't get that from uh, from Hakolish Baruchu. <laughs> Moshe Rabbeinu said, "Yeah, Taka, you're right. I'm not saying this happened. This, you know, we don't. <laughs> That's what's brought in the state of Adairos. One thing you see from here, Rabbeinu Tam was a formidable opponent." you didn't start up with Rabbein Tam. Okay? You did not... uh, Rabbeinu Tam was not like Rashi. Rashi, the Rashbam, says, you know, I spoke to my Zayda and I told my Zayda this pshat and the Zayda said, yeah, you're right. Rashi didn't mean he's right. Rashi was being a polite Zayda, kind, gentle Zayda. So he told the Rashbam he was right. He he didn't mean to be the Rashbam. Rabbeinu Tam was a fierce, valiant... Like, uh, like the Gemara says about the Bale Baletresen, Rabbi, Rabbi Natan was a warrior of Tyra. And of course we know there's a very big difference between the way Rashi approached the Gemara and the way the Balayatosis approached the Gemara. Rashi approached the Gemara, Rashi said, well, the reader might have a difficulty, might have a question, in maybe from a different Gemara, maybe from a later point in the Shag of Ataria. let me explain the Gemara so that the reader reads through it smoothly and has no issues. Rabbeinu Tam said, no, this Gemara says A, Gemara Chulun says B, Kirisa says C, let's lay it all out on the table, nothing is consistent, and we're going to split hairs and dissect and take apart the Shas until... It's so precise. The hilukim are so exact. In other words, Rabbeinu Tam and the Balai approached the Gemara from a, a very different uh, angle than Rashi. Now why is he called Rabbeinu Tam? That's not what they called him at his bris. At the bris, um, they had the, the, the Rav turned to Rabbeinu Meir and they said, what are you going to call V'ikar Shema Yisrael? Yaakov. His kind of name is Tam. Now in Yiddish... What's a tam. Tam is not a compliment. Even in Lashen tam mahoi mer, yeah? But a tam is a, in Yiddish, a fool. So, some say, Rabbeinu Tam was so sharp, and so clever, and so analytical, that like, not to make an in hara, somebody says, oh, my enakul, he's, it's disgusting. What do you mean? It's an expression, right? It's not to make an idea. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. My ainukul, he's not smart. You know what I mean. So it's Lashen Saginah. Kiddush Shabbos morning. We call, it's, not, it's only the only We call it Kiddush Rabbah. Kiddush Rabbah. It's Saginah. Some say in the Sefer Toldois Hadoirois, which is a work of history, I believe by Belzer Chasid. it's out of print, he says, well, there's another great ballet, Toysus, the Ri. So how do you tell the difference between Rabbeinu Yaakov and Rabbeinu Yitzchak? So we give Rabbeinu Tam the name Rabbeinu Tam. They should have given the Ri a different name. Rabbeinu Tam came first, you know. So you ready for this? There's a pirush on the Torah's Kayanim. It's called HaGoyz HaMaharid. He had a dream. One of the callers of the Toyschakha, is Nebuch, a father, marries off his daughter, and back in the day, you wanna, you want your daughter to get a good shidduch, you gotta give the guy a nadin, a dowry. Nowadays, you gotta buy him a shas bavli, the Oizvahuder edition, cufflings shulchan machz leather machzoirim, You have to skin the cow yourself. You know, you have to make the chasen. You know, you gotta give him a nice nadan. But Nebuch, you know. Um, what if you marry off uh, your, do- your daughter and she doesn't make it past the chasana? The, the girl passes away. So you gave the guy this nadin worth millions of dollars and the, the guy inherits it. So you lost the daughter, chas and you lost all your money. Says the toichachav, v'sam la'rik k'chachem. That's one of the callers of the toichachav. Somebody loses the daughter and loses all their money. v'sam la'rik k'chachem. <laughs> Rabbi Tam looked at this gzeira. Rabbi Tam said, "That's what a terrible thing to happen. A person could lose their child and their money." He made a gzeira that unless, a ma- or what if, uh, what if the marriage doesn't work out? The guy walks away with all the money. So Rabbi Tam made a takan unless they're married for five years, the money goes back to the shvach. And Rabbi Tam was Tam Vitam Larek Koichachem. He got rid of. He ended the klala of Vitam Larik so that's why he's called Rabinu Tam. Now, Rabinu Tam. Now, here's an interesting thing. A guy has a baby. And he heard, he came to the shir in the young Israel Wednesday night. And he said, Oh, Rabbinu Tam. My favorite rishon. I'm going to name my kid Tam. He didn't know that was not his name. His name is Yaakov. So he said he's going to name his name. The Karshimabi saw Tam. And the Rub didn't know what to do. Should he say something? And so he. He figured it was, you know, a name from the altar. How he gave the name Tam. And by the bris, the Rav said, By the way, you know, that's not that's not his name. His name is Yaakov. Really? A name to toss Could you retract the name? Says Zubchayim Kenevsky, no. Because if you look in the Shem HaGdolim of the Chidah, there was a goddo by the name of Rabinu Tam ben Yechia. That was his name. His name was Tam. So if you called somebody Tom, even though you had a mind Rabino Tam, that's not even his name, the name stands. Rabino Tam was one of the wealthiest people who ever lived. He had three businesses. He was a vintner. He inherited Rashi's winery. He was a banker. Tremendous banker. There's evidence he lent money to the king of France. He dealt with, he lent money with interest to Goyim. Now you know that according to the Gemara, you're not allowed to lend money to Goyim with interest. You know, you learn, you learn the Chumash, you think, oh, you have to lend money la'akum but with interest. But the Gemara is a drosha, you're not allowed to. Rabbi Tam changed the drosha. He changed it. And we'll see. Rabin Tam changed the drosha and number 3 Rabbi Tam was was in the goat business anybody here deal in goats of course we said Rabbi Tam is the greatest of all time but that's not why he dealt in the goat business goats he dealt in goats because his older brother the Rashbam he was a goat a goat dealer it's an underrated uh, underrated business the go- goats Anyway, you could do a lot with goats, hair, milk. It's a very, cheese. It's really underrated Jewish occupation. What happened was, Rashbam's kids who wanted to learn Torah. They didn't want to deal in goats. So Ravino Tam was three businesses. I mean, what didn't he was a very wealthy man, and he and he uh, supported his whole family, all of his brothers and his brothers' children. How did Ravino Tam start off this year? says the Maharil, he would open up his wallet, take out a wad of, of coins, of cash, and he would start counting it. A hundred, two hundred, three hundred, four. And he, he was B'Simcha Rabba. And, he, and then he would say, Oh, now I'm B'Simcha, now I could delve into the again. <laughs> How do you think that would go over if a rabbi did that today? Would that go over well? Rabino Tam. Okay, now, the now the Maharil. By the way, all piske Ashkenaz are based on the Maharil. Maharil brings us down. The Chida uses this Hanhoga of Rabino Tam to say Pshad in the pasuk. You ready for this? Toiv li Not that it's good that I'm poor. It's good that I don't value my money and I. That despite my wealth, I give it all up to learn Torah. Ah, even though I'm wealthy, I'm ma'ane myself. You know what now? So you say, well, maybe it's better to be poor to begin with. No! toivli toiras picha! You know when it's good when I learn? May alfei zohav a after I count my thousands of dollars. Like Rabinu Tam, before he learned, he would count his money. You always said, oh, before you learn, you should say the tefillah of the taz and the arizal, you know? you um, remember the Nefer HaKhaim says you should do tshuva before you learn all kinds of big kavanas. you're missing the kavana Rabbeinu, Rabbeinu Tam says count your money before you learn Rabbi Tam so you say why are you giving this share on Parshas chukas uh, everything is hashgacha protest two times in this week's Pasha, it says vishkisa Ha-am b'iram. You're going to give to drink the people and their ca- and their cattle and their animals. What does the Gemara Menachos say? From here we see God cares about Jewish money. God doesn't want Jews to lose money. You ever hear of a Svarah? Really, it's asr. The Makoim Hefsid Merubah. If you're going to lose a lot of money, you could be lenient. You ever hear of such a thing? Where does it say that? It says in the Torah, really, you have to wear this. But if it's going to be too expensive... I mean, you see in the Chumash, there's an Indian of Hefsid Maruba. Who made up? Who invented the Kula? That something could be Asr and if it's a loss of money, it's Mutter. Who made that? Most people say the Ramah. The Ramah very often says Hafsid Meruva Shani. Where did the Ramah get it from? Rabinu Tam. Nowhere in Chas. do we find Hafsid Meruva. What does it say? Dabar Ha'avad. Dabar Ha'avad means you're going to lose money. You're going to lose. But, okay, there's some basis, right? That's a similar idea. But it's not that... Hefsin meruba um, is something is Asur, and if you lose money, it becomes mutter. This is the Surah Rabbi Tam. If you look in the Sefer HaYashar, and we'll see Rabbi Tam wrote Shuvah's Sefer HaYashar, we'll see why he called it Sefer HaYashar. He says, really, a certain practice is Asur. Achim Hefsin meruba three lines in the bottom, Yo Yisra Midai, chasa HaSaham HaMainam Shel Yisrael. The Torah is concerned with Jewish money. V'Ani yachus. Another interesting maqam where Rabin Tam is lenient about Mamin. Maid katan. You ready for this? Rabbi Shmuel. Is lending money with interest business? Now we know you don't do business on Chalamayin. So can I lend money to Akum with interest? Says Rabbeinu Yitzchak, Rabbeinu Tam, Rabbeinu Yaakov, did not consider money, money lending pragmatia. Could do it on Chalamayin. Very interesting. Four times in Shas, Rabbeinu Tam has an incredible leniency when it comes to money. Okay, ready for this? In Mesech Di Yuma, Toysus Am al Beis. Toysus is discussing the Mishnah Perkiyavas Yavah. Yaffe Talmud Toira Im Darach Right? If I say A is good with B. What's the ikkar, A or B? B. Yafeh, Talmud Torah. This is good with B. B is more important. Says Rabbeinu Tam, Yafeh, Talmud Torah, in Daracheretz. The ikkar is going to work. A little Torah is good with it. The Iker, Rabbeinu Tam says, Talmatoiris, Tafel legabe dera heretz, dera heretz Iker, says Rabbeinu Tam. Mesecha Shabbos, daf yutesa medalef, Tanara Abanan. You're allowed to go on a boat three days before Shabbos? No, you can't go on a boat three days before Shabbos. It gets too rocky, it gets too... But for a Dvar Mitzvah, you're allowed to go on a boat within three days? Yeah. What's a Mitzvah? I don't know, Tzedakah, Pidyan, shvuyin. Says Rabbeinu Tam, making money is a mitzvah. Work is a mitzvah. You're allowed to go to work. What, where, what mitzvah is going to work? Says Rabbeinu Tam, hafta. You have to be alive. Pasukin chumash. V'hoidatom z'haderech yelchubaz ha'beis So mitzvah to go to work. I mean Rabbeinu Tam is really... Into, if we could say such a thing, I mean, here Rabino Tam counts his money before every share. He says, money lending is not no, it's not business. It's just you know, it's like you know, I don't know, it's a hobby. Yeah, you're, you're, you're allowed to go on a boat more than um, less than three days before Shabbos, but only for a mitzvah. What's a mitzvah? Dafyoyimy, uh, Moser, and going to work. The Gemara and Darshins, you're not allowed to give. You're not allowed to lend money to a guy with interest, right? You ever hear that? Most people, I see they never even heard of that. The Gemara says you're not allowed to lend a gentile money with interest. Says Rabbi Tam, "Why do we lend guy money with interest? Because they charge so much taxes, we can't survive if we don't if we don't charge interest. So why? What's the heter, bezman to to? Uh, to charge a guy interest? Rabbeinu Tam. The Gemara Navi says you can't do business with Goyim within three days of their festival. Says Rashi, any business. Says Rabbein Tam, nah! That's only if you're going to sell them idols. But regular business, it's mutter. It's unbelievable. Rabbeinu Tam, time after time after time, he's lenient regarding making money. What's the pshant? Says Rabbi Avram Eger, the author of Shevet Yehuda of Lublin. Why is Rabbeinu Tam called Rabbeinu Tam? It's from the Pasuk. The Yaakov Ishtam Yoishev O'Hallam. We find in the Chumash, Yaakov Avinu was very busy working. Very busy. And Yaakov was a very wealthy man. Yaakov is the only one of the others that it says, the Yaakov Ha'ya, Kaved Me'oid Me'oid. Very wealthy. Why is Yaakov so busy making a living? So they say it as follows. Yaakov Avinu was afraid Lavan was injecting in earning a livelihood that the uh, the busyness and the efforts involved in earning a livelihood were such that it pulled the person away from the service of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Lavan made it that going to work was a physical pursuit connected to a uh, Immersion in Tanuge Oilam Hazan. And Yaakov Avinu, for the sake of his descendants, wanted to elevate the pursuit of going to work, so he involved himself in Avoida and the Zoyar even Darshan's. Oh, when Yaakov Avinu was doing this with the sheep and he was peeling the stick, he was, in, he was, Connecting to the Kavanah of tfil and shalyad. And then when he was putting in the water trough, he was connecting to the kavanis of tvil and shalroish. Yaakov Vinu was elevating the pursuit of earning a livelihood to a davar shabiktusha to a mitzvah. Rabbeinu Tam was the nitzutz of Yaakov Avina. And therefore he had absolute clarity in the sanctity and the holiness of a yid earning a livelihood, and then whenever it came to mamain, he recognized and he saw in it the redeeming quality and the kedusha of the mitzvah of ahidat elmasadarach yelchuba That's where Rabino Tam throughout Shas is always lenient, beinyane mamain. Says there Rabino Tam, and now Rabino Tam. Or writes that he's so busy he didn't have enough time to learn Rabbeinu Tam in many ways was the greatest of all the Rishonim the Yam Shul Shloymo says that Rabbeinu Tam had 80 Talmidim who were who for example Rabbi Lezer Mimitz and Rav Shimon Mishans and Rabbeinu Peter you ever hear of Rabbeinu Peter? Taisus quotes him a number of times 80 Rishonim some count as many, there are over 300 Balei HaToysos quoted in Shas that were talmidim of Rabbi Tam. Says the Rivash, that if the Torah would ever be forgotten, Rabbi Tam would be able to bring it back through his Pilpul. The Ramos says about Rabin Tam, Rabin Tam was so sharp, he could be Metaher Asheretz, that which you say about sumchis, the story of Rab- Rabbeinu Tam could have a conversation with you by the time the conversation is over he would have convinced you you could eat the rat for supper that's how sharp Rabbi Tam was really because R- Rashi is not the only one who who passed in that way almost all the Rishonim did not go like Rabbeinu Tam. <laughs> Almost all the Rishon. Now, with that story about Tefillin, yeah, so there's a, there's a big, you know, we have a, we have a, a series on Rabbeinu Tam tefillin. Some say they found in Geniza Tefillin of Rabbeinu Tam. So it's a raya that originally they were Rabbeinu Tam Tefillin. And some say just the opposite. Why do you think it was in Geniza? Because it was Puzzle. So that's okay. why they buried it. Actually, they bring a proof from there that it's not kosher. Um, they found in the tomb of Yechaskel uh tefillin. Okay. So, so Rabbi, but what tefillin they were wearing buried the bottom? That's a big question. That's a big question. Legend has it that when Rabbi Tam was a little boy, he was sitting on his, the Zayda's lap, Rashi's lap, and he reached for Rashi's tefillin, and he tried to yank off Rashi's tefillah. you know, based on the story that Moshe Rabinu, when he was a baby, they gave him a choice. You want the hot coals, Moshe? Or you want the gold and the silver? And Moshe was going to reach for the gold and silver, and the malach came. So this story probably never happened. Rashi passed away in the year 1105. Rabbeinu Tam didn't know Rashi. Rabbeinu Tam never learned with Rashi, despite some of the stories that they say now. There is another apocryphal story that Rashi met the Rambam. Rashi had many travels. Now this is brought in the Sefer Shalsheles HaKabal. We've mentioned in the Shuram, the Sefer Shalsheles hakabbalah the Chida says, is not a reliable historical work. Chida writes this in many places in the Shem HaGdoilam. And Rashi and Rabbi Tam, Rashi passed away about 20 years before the Rambam was born. Usually if you pass away before someone was born, you have a very hard time meeting them. The logistics don't usually work out, you know. It's hard to uh, find a convenient time to get together, so it's very unlikely that Rashi ever met the Rambam or Rabbi uh, um Possibly, uh, likely, did not either. The Ibn Ezra was a very big admirer of Rabbi Tam, although the Ibn Ezra did not like the fact that Rabbi Tam wrote poetry. Ibn Ezra says, "I'm from Spain. I write poetry." What's a Frenchman like Rabino Tam getting involved in poetry? That's what Ibn Ezra says about Rabbeinu Tam. Now, um, that some of the Talmidim of Rabbeinu Tam, the Chida brings down from Rishonim, that Rabbi Tam was as great as Rashi, maybe even sharper. And the Chida brings, number 15, that some say when taisus quotes the Rivam, so Bum is Ben Meir. So some say that's Rabbeinu Tam. No. says the Khidah the is Rabbeinu Yitzchak Ben Meir, Rabbeinu Tam's older brother. Rabbeinu Tam was Rabbeinu Yaakov. Very interesting. The period of the Balayatois lasted at least hundred and fifty years. Okay, we're talking about hundreds and hundreds of Baliatois in France. In Germany, in Spain, in England. okay, The Baal lasted for many, many uh, decades. Rabbeinu Tam was the Baal There's a Shiloh, if Rosh falls out on Shabbos, uh, what do you so some say ya 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 The Avodrahim says, don't do that. In fact, Rabbeinu Tam once heard a shliach tzivur, say, yoim ha Rabbi Rabbeinu Tam said, no, no, manoyach was an ama'aretz. You know who manoyach is? In the Nevi'im, Shimshen's father. father. He wasn't considered, the, you know. So Rabbeinu Tam, yoim ha Rabbi Rabbeinu Tam said, manoyach was an ama'aretz. Now that's a pretty sharp thing to say. I mean, I would be afraid to say about anyone in the... In the Tanakh, that they're in Am- Amar. Okay. The, the, tonight, it might be close for the first time. How many people hear Dava Nusach Ashkenaz? <laughs> I don't know. How many Dava Nusach Ah! Oh. It's a close battle tonight. Nusach Svarad, they always say Ashrei with the Sefer Torah out. Shachrus on Monday and Thursday. They say Ashrei, then they put back the Sefer Torah. Not only on Shabbos, weekday also. Those who Except for Purim. Zenahapaychal. <laughs> on Nusach Ashkenaz, Nusach Ashkenaz puts away the Sefer Torah and then says Ashrei. Except for Shabbos. On Shabbos, Nusach Ashkenaz says Ashrei. And then, they put back Zavatar. So, first I never understood. And then I heard, Rabbi Tam had this kasha. So, Hashem answered him with a bas Huh? Yeah. Rabin Tam heard a bas The entire ashray is Roshay Tevois for Hilchai Shabbos. How's that? Ashray. Achar, Sheishas, Rishonim, Yomim. After the first sixties. Yom Shvei, Shvi Bacharka. God's like the seventh day. Beisecha, Birchaska Tmaleiyan Kais. Oid, Oifais Ubasar dogem. So don't be a vegetarian. Oid, Oifais Ubasar. I mean, how are you going to fulfill the vav of Ubasar if you're a vegetarian? You're missing like two-thirds of Shabbos. Oifais, Ubasar, Dagim. Say, I only eat chicken. Maybe you should have some meat also. Ubasar, how are you going to have the Ubasar? you have to have three meals. Nah, I'm not hungry. You better be hungry, because otherwise you're not yet to All of a sudden, the rest of the week, everyone's hungry the whole day they're eating. They eat breakfast, brunch, lunch, snacks, High-calorie snacks, low-calorie snacks, power snacks—the whole day, people eating the whole day. Shabbos, oh, yeah, I'm so full. Wait, those you're so full? The guy's in his car for three minutes. He has to pack up like just in case—cans of food, drinks, diet soda, regular soda, just in case people eat the whole day except Shabbos. People that can't eat because the most important meal of the week is Shabbos call out anyone who eats three meals on Chops to stay from Gehennom, the Yom Hadin, and Hev Leisho You guarantee you want to be safe from all those three. When you're on the line, let's say a guy's on the line for said, like, Yeah, I eat Mezoynas. You don't want them opening up the Shulchanach. Does it count? Does it not count? You want to just walk in and not look back. You just want to get through the line. By the way, you're not Yoitse with Mazaynes. You, yeah, you, I once heard... No. The Shulchan Aruch said, unless you're be yoiser, you're not even Yoitse B'diyavet. Anyway, Ovsan Sha'am on a diet. Diet? Really? Eat 7,000 calories a day. And Shabbos you're on a diet. Levush, levanim, v'chelab k'suscha. Change your calling for Shabbos. Sela, slika, la'sloi s'avda. So since Ashrei is Rashi Tevoy's Hilchah Shabbos, therefore you keep it out for the Sefer Tyre. Who told us, to Rabbi God. Really? What other Rishonim did Hashem speak to? Rabbi Noam. Rabbeinu Tam. Yeah, but a bas call? A bas call is pretty impressive. Do you ever get a bass call? <laughs> when Rabino Tam gets a bass call. It was the seventh day of Sivan, May 8th, 1147. We know that the first crusade was in the year Tatnu, Taf Taf Nun Vav, 1096. Times of Rashi. Rabin Tam, 50 years later, was the second crusade. And they came to the city of Ramro, Ramrog. And the mob came. And they were after the big rabbi. And they got Rabbeinu Tam and they took five nails. And they stuck five nails into the head of Rabbeinu Tam. They made five holes in his head. They were about to crucify him. They said, We're going to take a revenge on you for killing our God. And just then an officer came by and this was an officer that Rabbi Tam had lent money to and was kind to and let let it, let the money slide sometimes. And the officer, Rabbi Tam, bribed him. And the officer said, leave him alone, I'm going to convert him to Christianity. And then he told Rabbi Tam, get out of here. And he saved Rabbi Tam's skin. And from there on, Rabbi Tam, from 1146... He left Ramrog. He went back to the city of Ezeida in Toa, in Troyes. Um, but ultimately he came back. He was buried in uh, Ramrog. To get a little picture of the greatness of Rabin Tam, you look at some of the uh, the references of um, how they referred to Rabin Tam. First of all, the Sefer HaYosha. Anybody know why is it called Sefer HaYosha? Here's the thing. Rabin Tam's main rebbe was his older brother the Rashbam but he had one major on the Rashbam how often in Shas does Rashi say this is the wrong Gersa rarely Rashi rarely temp, uh, tampers with the girsa. Rashbam constantly Hachi Garsinan Hachi Garsinan Hachi Garsinan says Rabbi Tam I, I don't like I don't agree with what my brother did he didn't have the loyalty and the reverence to the original text of the Gemara what my the Rashi did, the Rashbam did twenty times as much, and therefore my book is called Sefer Hayashar. I'm going to be Yashar to the original Gersa of the Gemara. That was the prince of, Rab- of Rabbi Tam. They write to him. Oh, now my a good friend of mine, Moshe Weiss of Bara Park, he got a hold for me this Sefer. It's two volumes. It's called Balei Hatoises." This is the preeminent. Authoritative <coughs> work on the biographies of Rashi, Rabbi Utam, the Revam, the Ritzba, the Rashbam, and all the Baliyatosis. It's somewhat of an academic work by Ephraim Arbach, so it was a professor, but uh, this is considered a major work on the Rishonim. And he gathers and he suggests that because of what happened to Rabbi Utam, Rabbi Utam endorsed and took uh, for further certain principles of the Gemara. The Gemara says, Stam goi Anosu. Stam goi, you have to be concerned. They're an anos. They could kidnap. And Rabino Tam paskined like that Gemara. And likely because of what happened to him. Ad kadei Tam writes, Stam akum shakronhu. they write to Rabbi Tam, I'm sending the letter to Ramro, Mokoim Shehashchino Shoira. Rabbeinu Tam was referred to as, I plead to you, the Navi in Ramrog. Rabbeinu Tam was referred to uh, with very uh, unusual titles. Um, the Arzeruah references this idea that we mentioned that Rabbi Tam left Ramro and he went back to Troy's. And we'll end with uh, Gemara, in Mesech Taksugus. The Gemara says, the day that Rabbi died, Batla Kadusha. The day that Rebbe died, Batla Kadusha. So what does that mean, Batla Kadusha? So some say, well, Rabbeinu, or the, the Rebbe was called Rabbeinu HaKadosh. So when he died, that, we stopped calling uh, people kadosh." But Rabbeinu Chayim Koyin says, a different shot. In the Yushalmi we find that when Rebbe died, they said, Ein Kahuna hayoim. Kahuna is over. So butla kedusha means meant that when Rebbe died, kaihanim were allowed to be matame to Rebbe's body. Says Reb Chaim to rare individuals at their demise, a koyin could be You know who this would apply to? Says Reb Chaim if I would have been around when Rabbi Tam passed away, I would have been Matameh myself to Rabbi Tam. Says Reb Koin in the Tosas. So Rabin Tam was really uh, an incredible, powerful personality in a time that was very trying for Kal Yisrael. Not only in terms of safety, he brings over here from Rotenberg Rottenberg. Rabin Utam said in his times, rare was a mezuzah on the door of a Jew. That's the situation that they found themselves in. And Rabin Tam could have restored the Torah of the Populayi, but we could say he didn't have to restore it, he preserved the Torah, the Pelpulite. This is uh, the godless of Rabbeinu Tam, Zuchusai Yagain Olenu. So next time you see Rabbeinu Tam in your Gemara, you remember the Tekifus uh, of Rabbeinu Tam. Rabbeinu Tam was Chasa Amamainam Shal Yisrael, Anitzot of none other than Yaakov Avinu. Maybe next week we're going to talk about the Rashbam and different stories of the Rashbam and Rabbi Utam, And until then, have yourselves a wonderful night. Thank you very much. <coughs>